Hello, 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 and welcome to episode two of the Kayla Says Podcast. Um, I'm Kayla, your also fun and gracious host here this evening. I have my sip of wine, my child is asleep, and I decided to take this moment to do a quick recording, or who knows how quick this will actually be, but... um. This past week, and actually today is November 17th, so we are a good week and a half out of the election results in the U.S., and I wanted to take a moment to give my thoughts on the election, um, and I have three, um, and I'll get to those in a second. Last week, a lot of us, well, I would say over half of the United States population, exactly, um, watched in shock and awe as the candidate that they voted for um, was not elected president um, by way of the Electoral College. So for those of you have been that have been living under a rock for the past week and a half, um, Hillary Clinton lost the Electoral College, um, but won the popular vote, and carnage has since ensued, <laughs> to say the least. Um, uh, there's been protests, there's been um, tears, and just a lot of angst, and I've heard uh, some friends and co-workers of mine telling me how they have, they're having anxiety attacks and nightmares and just all manner of psychological issues um, since since the election. So I wanted to give a few points um, and a few thoughts about that. Um, I'm not going to delve too thoroughly into the the who, what, when, where, hows, and all that jazz. I just, there ain't, ain't enough time, to be quite honest. Ain't nobody got enough time for that. Um, but I did want to offer a couple of a couple of thoughts um, since then, since I've had some time to talk to people and come to some, I guess, I don't know if, I don't know if it's realizations, but whatever. Anyway, to the point. Uh, during Hillary Clinton's election, she had a, I don't know, I guess it was a fundraiser, like a closed door fundraiser with some people with a lot of money. So I wasn't there, uh, where she made a comment that half of her opponent's, um, supporters were a bag of deplorables. Now I thought that was hilarious just from the word choice of bag of deplorables. I personally thought it was kind of funny. Um, and unfortunately, as you can see by some of the events before the election, during the election, and since the election, uh, she kind of wasn't too far off. So that, that brings me to my first point. Um, I feel like one of the bigger things, and maybe the most, the, the scariest thing that came out of those election results are, you know, those that are racist those that are bigots, homophobes, xenophobes, all the other ists, um, 
they became in, more so emboldened because, you know, their candidate won and they feel that now I guess they can say and do whatever it is they want and wave their ratchet flag and approach people and say things to people that maybe they normally, they would have kept it to themselves, I suppose. So uh, the biggest piece I've seen is really like, again, uh, these people have become emboldened and feel justified in their their acts and thoughts and whatever. Um, so one thing that they need to know is this is not the 1950s, nor is it the 1960s. And we are not our grandparents. So I highly suggest you better people, you, you be prepared to square up if your thoughts come out of your mouth to the wrong person, because you don't want to let your mouth write a check that your ass can't cash. You know, I, I just, a lot of people are just super bold now and have dug out of the swamp that they were been wallowing in for all this time and really feel the need to come at people of color and make the most ridiculous of comments. Um, and it's, it's sickening is really what it is. So again, this ain't the 1950s and 60s people. And we are not our grandparents. We will square up. So <laughs> just be prepared is all I got to say. Because you might catch the wrong one on the right day. Um, another thing is I had, uh, speaking of that, I had a conversation with um, an ex-boyfriend right after the election. Uh, my latest ex-boyfriend after the election, we're still, we're still good friends and we talk, um, pretty often and keep in touch. And, um, he called me, uh, the next day and we talked for a while and he was saying, you know, I'm just so, he was asking me, how can you, how can you go on after this? Like, how is, where do we go from here? How do you not feel so incredibly, downtrodden and just sickened and embarrassed and you know all the things that people felt after the election hopeless I guess is where he was getting at and the main thing I said to him I said well number one I'm black so he's white um so he's kind of new to this stuff uh I said number one I'm black and this is nothing new for us and I told him, what you're feeling right now, this is what it feels like to be black in this country every single day. That that feeling you have, that's what it is. That's exactly what it is. So, you know, I told him, this is a time to really be diligent, which comes, which brings me to my second point is, um, I told him it's time to be cognizant and it's time to be diligent and informed about what's actually going on in politics. You know, a lot of us take a back seat um, to what's going on in Washington and blindly either trust or distrust or just not really pay attention to things that are passed, laws that are passed, even in your local governments. And really now, honest to God, is the time to be cognizant and diligent and informed. You really now, we really now need to be tuned in 
to what kind of legislature is being presented because you may very well vote your rights away because of some little horrible piece of legislature that is tucked in one sentence between a 1700 page document that most uh, politicians are all voting on because it's a bipartisan issue that everyone agrees on, but you, you've now voted on some mess. And next thing you know, you told the government that, you know, yeah, you can execute me whenever you feel like it, whatever. Um, so it's really time to be very, very, very cognizant and informed about the things that are going on when it comes to legislature, both federal on the federal level level and especially on the government level so you know take that anger take that angst take that pissed offness the disgust of whatever it is you feel and use it as fuel for the fire point blank period um and if and if anyone if you haven't done this already i i highly suggest everyone watch 13th on netflix it's uh, a documentary about the prison industrial complex and how uh, race and legislature has really been built to um, basically enslave people. If you didn't know, um, the 13th Amendment um, abolished slavery. However, there's a line in the 13th Amendment that said, you know, slavery is illegal for all. And a little asterisk, a little uh, fine print says, unless you've committed a crime. Um, So the prison industrial complex was born from that. So I highly, highly, highly suggest that everyone watch um, 13th. Um, Those of you that are against all isms and bigotry and xenophobia, even those of you who are racist or bigots or xenophobes or homophobes, I highly suggest you watch it too. And I say this, don't laugh yet, but I I say this because it is one thing to be uh, uh, ignorant, but it's a whole nother to be ignorant and stupid. So the least you can do is study up on some history and get some freaking facts. Am I right? So I highly suggest everyone watch it. Um, Some of... If you're, you know, a part of the Republican or whatever establishment, um, Newt Gingrich is actually uh, in the video and makes some really compelling statements. Um, I mean, you know, these people are like boldly actively admitting to the things that they have done to keep the prison systems going and keep certain people, particularly black men, uh, in prison. So there you have it. Um, Another thing that's really interesting about that documentary too are the parallels to what's been happening before uh, from the late 1800s to the 1900s to the 1930s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 1980s during the Reaganomics time uh, all the way up until um, George, uh, not George, sorry, Bill Clinton's presidency and his 1994 crime bill that we all hold so near and dear to our hearts. So I highly suggest everyone watch it. Um, it's so good. It's so, so, so good. Um, it's good, but it, it, it hurts in a way that 
I don't know. You just go like, oh, God, Father God, help me, Jesus. Like, I just can't. <laughs> like, you just can't deal sometimes. But it's worth a watch. And that's my plug. Um, It's directed by Ava DuVernay, who you know from the Selma movie. In addition to my new fave TV show right now, Queen Sugar. If you haven't gone on that... Come on, people. You need to get on it. It is amazing. So freaking good. But anyway, I digress. Um, So basically, yeah, be cognizant, be diligent, be informed. Take this energy, take this angst, and, you know, do something with it. Self-included. Trust. I'm self-included. Um, Another point that I wanted to make was, and also what I told uh, my ex that day is, it's time to level up. You know, use this administration to your advantage to beat them at their own game. Nothing pisses off a bigot more than your black and brown face doing better than them with the candidate that they chose. Let that sink in. Take this time and level the hell up. Do your studying. Figure out how some of this crap is going to benefit you and you take full on freaking advantage. Because those that elected this man, and I'm not saying all, I'm not going to paint you all with a, paint them all with a brush. Um, but the, the, your, your in, your inward calling loving selves, your deportation type folks. Your immigration, this and that, blase, blase, blase. Um, you know, you can you can take that and piss them off with being great. Because I think a lot of what this election showed when it came to the exit polls was, uh, you know, rural America or what they call it, the Rust Belt or whatever. Um, basically, those that are, I don't know, I guess poor or something. Um, are pissed. Hey, I'd be pissed too. What I don't understand about being pissed right now, if I was in their shoes, is y'all don't. How can I word this? Y'all have no like sense of. Pull yourself up by your freaking bootstraps. Like, if you can, why are you mad that you aren't making or doing better than your great granddaddy who worked in the same mill and factory that his great granddaddy worked in? When the whole freaking world is moving in a different direction. So I don't understand being pissed about an, working in the industry generation after generation that is being uh what is it uh using technology that's old i really don't understand that concept now don't get me wrong not everybody can quote unquote learn a new skill but you need to level the hell up okay like you have no hustle you have no you you're just wanting to continue to do well or have or feel like you're doing better than the people you think you should be doing better than Whereas the people who you think should be doing better than 
are out here making shit happen by getting educations and opening their own businesses and moving out of podunk America so that they can have a freaking chance to level their family up. So if you sitting here generation after generation after generation, I don't understand your process, quite frankly. My grandparents were the ultimate pull yourself up by your M&F and bootstraps people. My grandmother and my grandfather um, grew up poor. My grandmother grew up on a farm in Hilly Branch, North Carolina. Was it Hilly Branch? I think it was. Something like that. But grew up on a farm in Hilly Branch, North Carolina. It was her. uh, She was the oldest and the only girl of seven. And this woman, when, when we, my grandparents raised me and when I was young and we were living in our house and my grandmother uh, would, you know, just be sitting around the house having, she would never wear like a, I mean, she was old as dirt. So of course she's not wearing like a, a short skirt, but she wouldn't wear um, things that really showed off her knees unless we're in the house. And one day I remember as a little girl asking her, like, she had these really dark, marks on her knees and um I remember as a little girl asking her uh why are your knees like that like what happened kind of thing like why are your knees so dark and she just said oh it's you know it's from scrubbing white people's floors and as I got older I realized that you know that's how she paid her way to get to where she was today so my grandmother scrubbed white people's floors on her hands and knees who knows how often how many days and she used that money to pay for her way into nursing school um she also played the piano at the church she gave piano lessons to make extra money um and she did all of this and worked her way into nursing school and became a nurse and from there she busted her behind and she worked her way uh to Fayetteville State um in North Carolina and got a bachelor's degree and became a teacher. Now, my grandmother was born in 1921. There weren't a whole lot of black people getting educations back then, going to college from that generation. Do you understand what I'm saying? This woman went to college and got a bachelor's degree and became a teacher. From there, I don't know when she met my granddaddy. I mean, I mean, she got married really old, so she was like, in, and I, not really old, that sounds bad, but she was in her late, I think she was in her late 30s, um, maybe mid-30s when she got married, which is really, I'm just now realizing that was really uncommon for back then, but okay. But um, my grandfather, he was born in 19, I think he was like five years older than her, so he was born in like 1925, 1926, and he was went to the military, uh, went to the army, he fought in the I want to say world was it the Vietnam War it could have been World, world War Two because he was too oh maybe it might have been I don't know he fought in one of the wars it had to be yeah it was one of the wars I think it was maybe World War Two World War Two maybe because he used to always speak Jap think he was speaking Japanese anyway at the house whatever but he ended up getting um getting out the military he used the gi bill to to go to college um 
and he went to Shaw University in Raleigh, North Carolina. It's a historically black uh, college down there. And he also got a master's degree. Most people don't have master's degrees now. <laughs> like, I surely don't have one yet. He went and he got a master's degree. So you have two people who took their humble beginnings and took their education extremely seriously. And they grew up during the night in the 1930s. They grew up during Jim Crow. They grew up during um, and were actually grown during segregation, during the civil rights movement. Like they, my, they sent my dad off to college and paid his way through school. So he graduated undergrad with zero loans. Um, because they paid out of pocket. Like they they did something with themselves to make their next generation better and they totally changed the trajectory of their family's life. So I will be damned if I'm going to sit back and be mediocre when I've had people who are dead and gone now but I still think about them and I still think about their struggle and I still want to make them proud. So I will be damned if I will sit back in mediocrity and comfort and thinking, well, they did what they had to do. So blah, blah, blah. I'm just going, you know, do just as good as they do and then hope to be better. No, they fought too damn hard and they overcame so freaking much. That's why I am the way that I am. I am extremely ambitious and very goal-oriented and focused, and I get what I want. And it's because that they give they gave me that drive just through hearing the stories of what they went through and the struggles that they went through. Um, and they obviously didn't give me the whole freaking story, so it's you know I, 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 that's why I can't I can't wrap my mind around why you're mad that, you know, your whatever steel mill job somewhere in Podunk, uh, wherever, uh, is it went overseas and all this other stuff, like y'all should have been leveling up. Like you had a whole lot of years of privilege going on. So for you to sit back and think that your privilege is going to carry you through while the rest of us are pulling ourselves up by the bootstraps and making a way. And then not only that, the key to that is going back into our communities and helping our people. That's what it's really about. Like how many, how many of whoever came out of the podunk areas decided to come back and, and, and do something for their community outside of black people and brown people. I ain't never heard of it. So whatever. Um, but yeah, again, nothing, nothing pisses off a bigot, a Zeno, a ist more than seeing brown people and black people doing better than them. So that's why I push myself to be successful. And that's why I push myself because I have people who came before me who went through the, went through that. So I didn't have to go through that. You know what I mean? Um, and pissing those people off, ooh, 
it gives me such joy in my entire spirit. Like you have no freaking idea. Like pissing them off is my water and making them feel stupid is my food. I get my sustenance from that. That's what I enjoy. <laughs> those are a few of my favorite things. Um, and those are my thoughts on whatever this was as far as this election. Um, obviously, a lot of us are still processing it. A lot of us are seeing who he's picking for his administration and his cabinet and all this other coonery and buffoonery that's going on where that poor man probably has no earthly idea what the entire hell he is doing. And I, I lie to you not, I kind of feel bad for him. I kind of feel bad for him. Even from the very beginning, I sat there and said, he don't want to be president. He is punking y'all. This man is not in it to that extent. And he used whatever he wanted to say to get the results that he wanted. And some way, somehow, there was a whole heap of fools that bought into his bull and decided that that was their candidate. I don't get it because God, God forbid for facts don't mean nothing to a lot of y'all people, but whatever. Um, here we are. It's a new day and this is what we're going to do. Um, but I, I do kind of feel sorry for him because I think that again, it's obvious he's super inexperienced. He doesn't know what the hell's going on when it comes to the office of the president. Um, he never, he's never held a military position. He's never held uh, a political position or any sort of public service. Um, so yeah, I feel bad only because I, I think that the people that are surrounding him are going to be the ones running things and he's just going to be a figurehead. So when Ish gets ran to the ground due to their decisions, he's going to take the rap for it. Um, I think he's way over his head. Even looking at the pictures of him, like at the White House and wherever he was since then, I just kept thinking, God, he don't look happy. For somebody who just punked America, he don't look too pleased about it. Like he looks sad and just like, oh, damn. <laughs> I don't know what to do now. How can I get out of this? <laughs> Every single picture. Bless his heart, y'all. We need to pray for him. We gonna we gonna send him up in prayer. Um, I think that's all I have with my points. So you know, y'all that are emboldened, again, don't 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 let your mouth write a check that your ass can't cash. Uh, everyone needs to be very cognizant and informed and involved in what's going on in the legislature and and politics right now, and use this to level up something some good for every. For every bad thing that goes on or happens, there is an opportunity. Use that opportunity to your full advantage. And and a key piece is, uh, and I can't remember what the Bible scripture is. I think I just read it somewhere. Someone told me about it. Um, there's a Bible scripture that basically says, um, don't, don't do things in the way of your oppressor. Um, and I'm super loosely uh, paraphrasing, like I, I can't remember the exact verse, but, um, you know, use this administration to your advantage. If you're someone who is really angry about the results. Um, but at the same time, don't become 
who you despise. That's that's really where the the fine line is going to happen is not becoming who you despise and you know do whatever it is you need to do for self-care and to back away for some of the from some of the news outlets and the media that's being fed to everyone i ain't been on facebook in a hot hell of a minute um for not just for political reasons due to political season but also for some personal stuff that i don't know if i'm gonna get into in these podcasts i may touch on a little bit um in future recordings but um deep just plug deep plug unplug from from whatever you can unplug from um and try to have some self-care uh nobody wants to be bogged down by negativity and angst and anger and 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 anxiety every single day like nobody needs that that is not good for the spirit that is not good good for the soul so however you fall on the spectrum of emotions um based off of this election uh take some self-care take some moments to take care of yourselves and so that you're so that you're prepared and ready and and energized for for what is to come and what you need to do to better your family better your people better your community and fight for those that are um being oppressed in every way shape or form so um maybe in some future in another recording i may delve more so in um things people i don't know Eh, i'll take that back i may not do that we'll see if i feel like it i'll do it i'll let you know but um i'll wrap this up then so uh thanks for listening if you have any comments uh please feel free to leave the comments um there or i don't know if i've linked any emails or any questions but uh whatever your comments may be keep it cute don't say nothing out of pocket to me because i can very nicely give you some good strong words (laughs) if need be but um y'all have a great night thank